Hey everyone, welcome back to a very new episode of Represent Asian. I'm so sorry it's been so long, but I think now I'm gonna format it so that when I'm on break, it'll be a hiatus for me, or for this podcast at least, so that I'm able to like not have to worry about anything, if that makes sense, so I can actually take a break from doing stuff. And when I'm at school, that is when I'll be, you know, focusing on my projects such as my podcast and other things that I'm involved in. I think it'll be a little less stress-inducing for me, if that makes sense at all. But yeah, so today I have a very special guest and I'm very excited to announce that because this is my very first guest on this show and I think it's making a lot of progress. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy and talk to you guys next next week. <laughs> also a very quick disclaimer, the first 30 seconds of the recording is gonna sound very scratchy and honestly just bad audio and I'm very sorry about that. That is completely on me because I totally forgot to hit record when the show started and yeah it's only the 30 seconds though so please bear with me um promise it won't happen again hopefully but yeah thanks to Kyla for recording it so then I had to like record it from her phone <laughs> yeah I really need to work on remembering to do everything before the show starts sorry guys <laughs> and now let's get on with the show Welcome back to a new episode of Represent Asian. I hope you're all doing well. Um, hope you're having a good Thursday. I know I am because we have a very special guest today and her name is Kyla. She is my roommate and one of my closest friends here. Kyla, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kyla. I'm Annika's roommate. Love her. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm also a freshman. I'm a psych major. I just changed from college. So, so glad to be here. So glad to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, Okay. sorry. Okay, disclaimer, we're going to be laughing a lot, I feel like. Yeah, we have a lot of inside jokes that we'll probably say and everyone's going to be like, what the heck? (laughs) Yes, we are keeping it PG, so we do not so PG. (laughs) No, we're good. You know, we got this. It'll be fine. Okay, so, how is your day going? Pretty good. I had a lot of long classes today, Mm -hmm. but... You know, we made it through. We're here. We're vibing. We're vibing. So so many slangs. Okay. So I guess we're going to start off with an interview. Mm-hmm. Right? Sounds good. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready for my spicy questions? Yes. <laughs> no, okay. Bear with me, guys, because I've never interviewed someone before, so these questions might be kind of bad, but we'll... No, they're good. We'll Stop. breeze. We'll, like, we'll breeze through them. I'm excited to hear your answers. Okay, so let's just dive right in. She said. She said. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) So what was your experience growing up as an adopted child? Okay, well, for people who don't know, I am Korean. I'm like 90% Korean, 8% Japanese, 2% whatever. And I was adopted when I was six months old from South Korea. And I live with white people, basically. (laughs) Um, Growing up as an adopted child was pretty honestly uneventful um I didn't really experience any really hard struggles but my parents did a really good job I think educating me early on about what it meant to be adopted so they didn't just drop it at me at like Mm -hmm. age 18 it was like you're adopted 
That's good. No, yeah. No, that's really interesting. Like, I remember I first met you during, was it a week? It was, it was a week, a week right? yeah. Yeah. Because I got to move in early and I was so nervous to meet my roommates. And then, like, <laughs> I met Kyla and it was just... I feel oh like it was, just, it was just instant a connection. <laughs> yeah, a match like the only good roommate situation you'll ever hear of, because really? everyone's like, I don't like my roommates or like they're so loud. But I'm like, I love Annika with all my heart. I love so. and I love our new roommate. Oh, shout yeah. out! Shout, shout out, out to Anna. Anna. We love. Hi Anna. <laughs> okay, and I feel like you kind of touched on this, but I guess a follow up question would be like, did you ever feel a disconnect with other Asian Americans while you were growing up? Yeah, honestly, it. I actually wrote my college essay about this. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, it sounds so stereotypical, but I was way too white of an Asian to, like, get along with other Asian people. But I was too Asian to get along with, like, white people, which sounds really bad, but mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, I wrote my college essay basically about being adopted and about how it motivated me to pursue acceptance. And, like, that's a value that I really hold dearly. Mm-hmm. And there's this one time. This is, like, oh, it was just so dumb. But there was this girl, and she was white for context, and she listens to K-pop, or like Korean pop music, and she was super into that, and I'm just not into that, but she told me, Kyla, I think I'm more Asian than you, like, I think I'm more Korean than you, and I'm like, really? Really? Are you really? She said. (laughs) She said, no. "Mm -mm. We don't stand. I can't with all our slangs. I know, we need to stop. (laughs) We need to stop. If there are any adults listening to this, Oh my god. Um, Oh my Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Jojo Beanie. Jojo Beanie. Well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that just slipped out. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. That is... Mm, that story with that girl. Yeah, I that's don't, so okay. ridiculous. Rat time. No. But I don't get when people say that, you know, just because they like, let's say, anime. Or yeah. they like K-pop. Or like anything that's like Asian pop culture mm-hmm. or whatever they feel the need to have to vocalize that they're yeah. more Asian yeah. than you, even when they're not. Yeah, or that they're just, like, a bigger fan than you are. I'm like, I like one song. Like, I'm not claiming to be a huge fan, but I don't need you to be like, I love BTS, I would murder someone for... You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that kind of energy. Oh my gosh, this is... Okay, this is very random, but that post you sent me earlier mm-hmm. on Instagram... Oh my gosh. With the girl, and she named her um, baby after... I can't say his name. It's I okay. Like she was it. like, it's like... The BTS member Jungkook. I don't know Jungkook. how to say it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I say Jungkook. I'm so I'm sorry, so sorry <laughs> if we're butchering the name. But yes, she named the baby after him. And honestly, I feel like, you know, teach their own. Did you look at all the slides, though? E- no. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. No. <laughs> it turned out she just found a stock photo of a baby and posted it on Twitter that it was <gasps> her child named after a K-pop star. But in actuality, she just found it on, like, Pinterest and uh... was using it. And everyone called her out. And she's like... I'm so sorry. Like, this baby is so cute. Like, I just wanted it to be mine. It was so weird. Oh, no. Why do people want Asian babies that badly? <laughs> That's so freaky. All babies are adorable mm-hmm. and should be appreciated. <laughs> okay, that was, like, a very That was such a tangent. But, like, <clears throat> but still, stand all babies. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so, Kyla, let's take it to a more personal I guess route what are some things that you're passionate about and could you share that with us um well (laughs) you got this sis you got this stop (laughs) um there's a lot of things I'm passionate about right now it's mostly just college stuff which isn't that exciting to hear about but for me I just changed my major to psychology and that's more 
along the lines of what I want to do as a career than my old major like nothing against anyone who's comm studies because that is a good and really broad and applicable major but for me personally I definitely feel like I want to kind of give back through a career like do something I actually want to do and feel Mm -hmm. like I'm impacting people and not just be stuck in some office job where I don't have that much interaction with other people like no offense if you want to do that but that's just not what I want to do I feel like it's very important to be happy in what you want to do and I think that psych is a really good major for you like because Kyla is so good at like helping people like I feel like through through like talking to people and helping them through problems like I know you helped me a bunch when I was like going through some stuff for semester and even I think like yeah like I feel like we have a lot of deep talks at night and you're very insightful you're a very insightful insightful person I try to be sometimes no you are and I can see you as like a you know psychologist therapist oh my gosh that's what I want to do yeah wondering queen yeah but first I gotta go to grad school (laughs) (laughs) you will thrive Mm -hmm. I believe and I guess this is kind of related but what are some accomplishments in your life that you're proud of and I ask this because I feel like you're a very accomplished person. Well, I see you as a very accomplished person, and I think we should appreciate, you know, what you've done in life. Thank you. (laughs) Well, there are two main accomplishments, I guess, I think of first. And the first one is definitely, I have my seal of biliteracy in English and French because I took French for seven years, and now I'm just finishing up here in college for my GE. But it was really, really rough. Like, seven years of any language when it's not your first language Mm -hmm. is really hard, especially learning it as, like, an adult or even as a high schooler. Just the ability to learn languages is really difficult. But it's kind of funny because everyone assumes I speak Korean and English because I'm a (laughs) Korean-American, right? But no, I'm like, yeah, I just whip out French. But my accent is so bad, so if you ever see me, please don't ask me to speak French. It's so bad. No. Okay, I feel like even if your accent is, like, quote-unquote bad, it's still really good that you can it's a flex like i'm not gonna lie it is a flex flex. i'm i suck at reading and writing chinese but But you can speak it but i can speak mandarin for the most part so (laughs) okay my other one is i just got a tattoo i knew i wanted it for a long time but basically on my collarbone like on the end of my collarbone towards my shoulder Mm -hmm. i got my korean name in korean characters i'm not gonna try to it's hangul it's such i'm so bad at pronouncing it but um that's something I've wanted for a really long time. Like, I've known I've wanted that since I was, like, 15 years old. But my mom was like, you are not getting this when you're 15. And I, you know, thank you, mom. But I'm really excited about that. I know it's not, like, a huge accomplishment. But it's something I've wanted for a really long time, and now I have, so. No, I think it's good because it ties you to your roots, you know? Mm-hmm. It's your Korean name. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, wow. Plus, I, I know that's, wow. that sounded so fake. But I'm being serious. Like, I, we um, went together. Mm-hmm. And it took, re- it was really fast. Yeah, it was like 15 minutes. Like, I, we thought we, it was going to be longer. Yeah, I thought it'd be at least half an hour, but. But it's so pretty. Like, I really, I love the Korean language, like, writing. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that Hangul? Hangul, yeah. yeah. It's I'm like so the sorry. characters. <laughs> no, yeah. But, yeah, it's very, it's, it's in a pretty, like, spot, and I love it. So, okay, on a more serious topic. What do you think people can do in order to bring more awareness to minority representation? And not just not just in Asian representation, but like as a whole minority representation. Honestly, that's really rough because it's hard to bring awareness to representation and equality. Um, all you can really do is educate yourself and try to educate other people. But at the same time, 
you're not like responsible for other people's beliefs like you're not like you don't have to take responsibility for their ignorance and go out of your way to teach them and educate them so it's really hard to find a balance between yes if people are saying problematic things you need to tell them that that is problematic and educate them on the subject they're talking about before they just go on and on and make themselves look really dumb Mm -hmm. but at the same time you can't spend all your time and energy on people who may not even necessarily change their opinion so it's all about just doing what you can within reason yeah and that's very true i think well i agree with you that it's not our responsibility to you know like educate people Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like uh, i feel like people just need to educate themselves like that sounds very is that harsh no i i agree it's really hard because you can't tell them what to believe and you can't tell them that they're wrong because people don't respond well to when you're just like to criticism yeah i feel like you're incorrect like people don't like to admit that they might be in the wrong in a situation and i feel like especially like it's the 21st century it's it's a new decade yeah but there are still people out there who are very ignorant oh yeah like and they're very uneducated in like Mm -hmm. stuff like because i know (laughs) there's an example but people would do like mukbangs oh yeah and they would make like traditional asian dishes Mm -hmm. like korean dishes and stuff and then sometimes people in the comments would be like (laughs) are you good yeah sorry i just bumped my mic a little um people in the comments be like oh that's so gross yeah like that's disgusting why Why do you eat that that? one brain cell oh my god one brain (laughs) cell no, but actually in my cultural anthropology class, not end of my professor, but we were talking about how um, we need to understand cultures even if you don't agree with them because it gives you better insight on the world. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think, because I am going into business. Mm-hmm. Business is a very, I mean, you have to do business with other countries, right? So you have to learn how to behave and how to act around people of different ethnicities especially Mm -hmm. if they're not from the u.s because it's i don't know it's just really important it's just respect even within the u.s like culture varies so much like i'm from seattle washington like i'm not from california Mm -hmm. so when i came here even though it was still the u.s still west coast like it was a bit of a culture shock to me how different things were same yeah Uh, out-of-state kids out-of-state kids that reminds me of the one time we had that uber driver do you remember that (laughs) oh my okay story time oh my god here do you want me to start the story yeah go ahead okay so basically Annika and I were taking an uber to target because we don't have cars here unfortunately and um this uber driver he's I don't even know what race he was but that doesn't matter he wasn't Asian basically and he looked at us get in the car and like started talking about this Chinese artist, I think, the Chinese vocalist. Yeah. And he was like, how do you not know her? Like, are you even Asian? All this stuff. It was so weird. Or he was kind of questioning, like, he was like, where are you from? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was and like, I was like, Seattle. From? And he was like, no, what are you? And I was like... <laughs> we were like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Like, And then he was like, can you speak Chinese? And I was like, I mean, yeah, but okay. Yeah. Like... That <laughs> oh, was so weird. So yeah, please educate yourselves and just... I feel like... That was such an awkward situation. (laughs) It was. And even if you don't mean harm by asking those questions, it's still kind of like, just just try to be a little more... I wouldn't say it's like necessarily offensive, but it is like to an extent problematic. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't know this Chinese artist, like I'm 
incredibly Korean. And even then, it's like, I was raised by white people. Like, do I look like I would do I know what this song? No, honestly, I feel like I'm a banana sometimes. No, me too. A Twinkie. <laughs> white on the inside, Asian on the outside. Yes. No, okay, anyway. I love that little, yeah, that story. It's really funny. Oh, I feel it's like. so bad. Okay, so let's move on to more fun mm-hmm. questions. I feel like that was very insightful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, one brain cell. Okay, I need to chill. Um, so Kyla, this is really random, but if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Well, when I was younger, I wanted to talk to animals because I thought that would be sick. But now that I'm older and wiser, I'm like, I would not want to talk to animals. They, they're literally like, I'm just going to go poop in this bush. Like... <laughs> No. Uh, so I'd probably do teleportation because that'd be really cool, especially if I could, like, teleport other people, too. I think that'd be awesome. Not have to buy any plane tickets or anything. You would never need any kind of transportation. Yeah, that'd be so cool. It'd be so convenient. Love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same. I would love teleportation. Okay. What are some of your favorite Asian foods? Oh, my gosh. I have so many. I love to eat. <laughs> well, of course, like, sushi. <laughs> Um, bibimbap is really good, especially with, like, bulgogi on top. That mm-hmm. is fire. I just got it, like, last, last weekend, and it was so good. Uh, also, I don't know if you have this in Hawaii or in California, but Din Tai Fung is a soup dumpling restaurant, and we have it in Seattle, oh. and there's a couple locations, but it's so good. Like, that is what I crave when I'm here, because I don't <laughs> have it. Um, it's also popular, oh, I don't know what place it is. I want to say Taiwan, but I'm not sure. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. No, um, you're good. It's somewhere in Asia, like their traditional original one, but have, I have yet to be there and try it. It's okay. I, one day we should just go to go yeah, it's, it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I've been craving dim sum oh and like hot pot. I'm so excited for tomorrow because I'm going to hot pot. So jealous. But like, oh, so good. But yeah. <clears throat> Just like awkward pause. Mm, yum yum. <laughs> so, fun fact: Kyla's in a sorority. Alpha Gamma Delta baby. <laughs> and yeah, so how do you like it so far? I like it a lot. Um, I know a lot of people joke about like sororities as either really culty or a way to buy friends, but luckily at Chapman, it's really not like that. Uh, there are some culty parts, like when they all chant and sing at you when you come into the door and you're like, what is this? Uh, but it's a lot more relaxed at Chapman, and that's definitely why I wanted to rush. Like, my mom was in a sorority at University of Washington, UW, and it's, like, insane there. Like, we don't have houses, so mm-hmm. I think it makes it a little less clicky and insane. Like, it's more, like, an intense club is how I would describe it. But, I don't know. I like meeting and talking to new people, so it's been really fun for me. Just, like, get to know everyone. Getting my big in a few weeks is really exciting. Hey, I'm excited for you. Oh no, I, you're a very sociable person, and you're very outgoing, which is one of the things I admire about you a lot, because Thank I feel you. like I should be more outgoing. Oh my gosh, we'll make you outgoing. <laughs> yes, we will work on that part of me, you know, but yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's cool. And I heard the rush process was kind of stressful. It's stressful, like, a lot of girls are crying about, like, being dropped from their top picks, and I got dropped from what I really liked on the last day, which is prep day, and I was rough, but... Overall, I think it could have been a lot worse for me. I know people got dropped by all their tops on, like, the first day. Mm. And that's really rough. But luckily, I didn't have too stressful of an experience. Yeah. It's okay. You know, if if you got dropped from a sorority that you really wanted to be a mm-hmm. part of, it could 
like it maybe it just wasn't meant to be yeah sometimes they're like just trust the process like you'll find the right fit Mm -hmm. and I think that is true but I think it's um difficult to realize that a sorority you maybe love or you feel like you really want to be in it isn't necessarily the right fit for you I feel like that's hard to like hear or find out yeah but you know you could always try again yeah so that's a good thing yeah there's always informal rush and next spring like I there's nothing wrong with rushing as a sophomore even a junior like I know a lot of people okay so Kyla <laughs> what are some of your current slangs oh right my now gosh. I need to give a little bit of background <laughs> so I go through phases every I don't know three to five months well I'll just say like a few catchphrases a ton and it just naturally kind of changes every few months Annika's Annika can vouch like my <laughs> slang last semester was totally different um but it's just like a lot of quoting vines and stuff let me let me I have a list so I have to choose some of my favorites um it's like a dialect I swear to god like our generation has a whole different language um okay I'll start with this one because I think it's funny so if someone makes me mad or does something annoying or I'm joking around I say it's on site meaning the next time I see them I'm gonna fight them not, so, not literally not literally but like, like so uh, it's just funny it's, it's funny, so funny when we like rant yeah and then we just it's like, on site like, it's on site yeah. i'm like my teacher gave me two quizzes this week it's, it's on site like stuff like that <laughs> it's so dumb um what else do i say a lot i say i'm vibing a lot and mm-hmm. i use it in a really confusing way because i don't just say like oh i'm vibing in just like a good context like it can mean i'm doing well or i'm not doing well depending on my tone so i could be like I'm vibing, but it's different to, like, I'm vibing, which is so <laughs> subtle, but it's true. Monica knows I say this all the time. I say this at least once a day. No, you're good. I think it's really funny. I've caught on. Oh, yeah. Like, I say things now that you I don't even catch myself saying. Yeah, Yana, too. It's really funny. You have oh, you have such an impact on me. Thank you. <laughs> oh do, you have, do you have one that you like a lot? Um, I feel like I've said so many. I know. You know what I... Okay, one thing I do that's really weird. This is so off topic, but like one thing that I do that's really weird is I say, like I say to thing, I refer to things as she. So I'd be like, oh, like, like I love her, like yeah. love that. Like if my phone dropped, I'd be like, oh, there she goes, or like she me fell. Too, me like, too. Correct. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know how this happened, but that's how that's just how we talk. Yeah, yeah. we have our own language within our room. <laughs> Actually, honestly. No. Hey guys, so I just wanted to take a short break and say the song recs for this episode. So since I had a guest with me today, I want to make it a thing where my guests get to choose the songs I play on my radio show, and those are going to be the song recs for this episode. So Kyla chose Lights Up by Harry Styles, Just My Type by The Vamps, Love Again by New Hope Club, and... We had other songs too, but we didn't have enough time to actually play them. So we only have three for today, which is totally cool. And yeah, I want to also make it a new thing where I don't want to just play Asian artists. Of course, that is the whole um, point of my show. I totally get that. But I want to make it so that I can play all songs by all types of amazing artists but also the central focus is of course still going to be on asians and asian americans as a whole and i'm gonna try my best to play songs written by asian artists more than you know of course any other (laughs) artists but 
I want to expand my horizons, I guess you could say, and just try and play songs by talented artists in general. So I hope that's okay with you guys. Thank you. And now back to the show. I remember when I was obsessed with One Direction. Oh my gosh. I know, it was like a... Who was your favorite? I like Zane. Do you actually? Yeah, I like Zane. <laughs> okay, but notice how you didn't say Liam. No one likes Liam. I feel like no one does like Liam. I don't like Liam very much. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Liam, if you're listening. Just kidding. <laughs> Harry was my favorite, but I wasn't like a big One Direction person. But Harry was my favorite. Middle school was like One Direction. Uh, it was a time... Oh, we don't talk about middle school. <laughs> we don't. Middle school doesn't exist. No. Okay, so I guess um, our next segment we're gonna be talking about the new movie to all the boys I loved before too. No, to yeah. all the boys. P.S. I still love you. Mm-hmm. That's what it was called. And I guess this is like our little review on it. Mm-hmm. I guess there there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, uh, maybe don't listen to this part. <laughs> <laughs> just skip ahead. Yeah, just skip. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, Oh, if you're listening live and you haven't seen the movie, yeah. sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Kyla, in gen, in general, I can't talk. In general, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I have some feelings. Okay, here's the thing. So I watched the first movie and then I read all three books. Uh, I'm like halfway through the last one. And then I watched the second movie, so obviously I had some, like, preconceived notions of what the movie was going to be like. Mm -hmm. And all in all, I was pretty disappointed. Like, I feel like the first movie, while it wasn't completely realistic to how the book was, at least it did a pretty good job. But as for the second movie, I feel like they really, really messed it up. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like her friendship with Stormy was erased, her friendship with... John was erased like there were so many more scenes at the nursing house in the book that really made it seem more realistic for her relationships with those people to be more fleshed out and seem a little bit more fulfilling than just like oh Stormy's a cool old lady you know (laughs) people screaming outside people be like no but yeah I get that I feel like it just had a different feel Mm -hmm. like the first and the second movie I haven't read the books and I really want to but and I will one day. But um, yeah. Um, I think it was a different director. It makes sense. Like, where Laura Jean was like relatable and kind of quirky girl in the first movie, I just became more frustrated with her in the second movie. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they tried to carry on the character that, like, how she was in the first movie, if that makes sense, to the second movie. But I think it just came across as her being like, kind of annoying and insecure. <laughs> like, it's totally fine to have your insecurities, but I think it came across and uh she didn't gain any she didn't have any character development since the first movie which i don't think is necessarily very realistic yeah and okay if you really like the movie this is just our opinion like don't take it take it with a grain of salt like we're just talking about it Mm -hmm. this is just our thoughts yeah yeah and because um because my show deals with asian representation i feel like it's a good thing to talk about this movie because the lead is Asian mm-hmm. and she's Lana Lana Condor. Yeah. She's so pretty. I know. People said I look like her and I'm like, thank you. you I do. don't. But like, <laughs> I'll take the compliment. You do look like her. I look like her if she was like 18 <laughs> and not famous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Because isn't LJ supposed to be mixed? 
Yeah, she's supposed to be half white, half Asian. Korean. And they did a really, yeah, she's Korean. But they did a really good job casting the sisters, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Margot was definitely too old of an actress to be like, going to college. But other than that, I think they did a really good job having like half Asian, half white people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm willing to overlook her being the lead, though, because I love her so much. And I think she's a really good actress. Yeah, she's very... I don't know. I remember I first saw her. Did you watch X Men? No. She was Jubilee in X Men. Oh no, I have seen that clip though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is. I don't know. I just feel like she's so good. <laughs> like I, I don't know if that makes any sense. A good vibe. Good. She's a good vibe. She's a vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom just texted me and she said that you do look like Lana. Oh Connor. my god, that's crazy. Yeah, she's like Kyla does. Oh my gosh! Like, hey. Thank you, Jojo Beanie. <laughs> we stand Jojo Beanie. Yeah, but continuing on, I know, um, like, some people really like this movie, but I want to touch on the point that suddenly Peter Kravinsky, I can't even say his name, Peter Kravinsky became a really, really bad boyfriend, and I feel like the first movie kind of set up that he's not perfect, but, you know, they're teens in love, like, it's fine, Mm -hmm. but the second movie really did ruin some scenes from the first movie for me because of his, I don't know, character development, I guess I call it. Like, the whole hot tub scene, that was, that's now completely ruined for me, knowing he wasn't necessarily waiting for her. And just, like, also her relationship with Jen is very different in the books. Like, she talks about the same core ideas, but they don't have a real talk in person. In the books. Yeah, in the books, they don't really talk face-to-face very often. Yeah, and I think, um, one thing I really did like, though, was that they included more of LJ's korean heritage oh yeah in the movie i think that was really cool like her and her home walk i think mm-hmm. was really pretty her and her sister mm-hmm. they're, they're oh they look so good yeah. and the fact Cute. that it was like the dad or like their dad wanted them to wear it and mm-hmm. like see the mom's family because it was so they don't like remembering i was like oh my god oh, sweet it was like the first movie when they um showed the yakko mm-hmm. the yogurt drink oh my gosh then I everyone went and like bought it i yeah. know it like but I remember I was a kid in China, mm-hmm. and I would drink it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I forgot the drink existed until I saw that movie again. Mm-hmm. It just brought back memories. So yeah, I really like that that part of it. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad always drink those together. Like, we just have them in my fridge. Because it's, like, healthy-ish. Yeah. It's, like, a probiotic or something, it right? It is a pro- Yeah. I recently found out it was a probiotic. It's good for you. But, like, before I would just... I was like, it tastes good, so I'm yeah. going to drink it. Like, that sounds so bad. No, okay. But anyway, I, I have this, like, in bold in my notes, but I just have to say that John Ambrose deserved better. Correct. Absolute facts. <laughs> this man was treated with no respect. She kissed him and bolted. Like, she didn't even say, like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, homegirl sprinted out of there in her dress. Like, that's so disrespectful. Even if you're not, like, dating him and you don't know how you feel, just being, like, and then being, like, hasta la vista. I feel like that's just... Oh, that's just so cruel. Like, that's so mean. I hate that that was his last appearance in the movie. Yeah. In the book, it's I think it's different. Like, they have, like, a moment. I don't really remember it that well. I read it at, like, 1 a.m., so don't come for me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I feel like her relationship with John Ambrose and with Stormy in the movie was so, so weak. And that I was incredibly disappointed by that part of it. Because the whole movie wasn't that bad, but just, like... Her relationships with them seemed so superficial in the movie. Like, it didn't feel like they had a real connection. Mm-hmm. It really felt like John Ambrose just came in and, like, swept her off her feet out of nowhere. But in reality, 
like in the book it was a lot more like slow and steady while Peter became like more inconsistent and I feel like that set up stronger relationships between the characters did that scene happen in the book where Peter like invited Jen to the the treehouse I can't remember but I think she was definitely there but I don't remember how she got there (laughs) she just yeah, okay, she, she teleported. She was definitely there because they included the scene where she's like, I didn't put anything in the time capsule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, Sorry, that voice. No, 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 oh my gosh, you're good. That's what she sounds like, though. It, it, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I... Mm, the part where Peter was like, I kind of just mentioned it to her. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, boy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think that that kind of shows that whole thing where they portrayed him as a bad boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like, where did this come from? Like, first he movie, he's, like, not perfect, but, you know, like, again, they're teenagers. Like, dating is hard. I get that. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I feel like this movie, they really set him up to be, like, wow, he can't do anything right. Like, John is way better. But, psych, she's not going to choose John type vibe. I think it's, like, a K-drama thing. I forgot what it was. It There's a word for it. I don't know if it's in Korean or English, but it's, like, the the um second love interest like syndrome where people <gasps> I know root exactly for the second love interest. I always root for the second man. Like first but, movie I was like Josh <laughs> King. But he never gets picked. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro. Like someone make a K drama or just like a movie oh my God. with this like the second choice. Second choice? There's one the second choice being picked movie please. where the second man gets chosen and it it was a manga that i read which is so embarrassing in high school and it's called daytime shooting star i'm not gonna try to pronounce the japanese name because it's i'll absolutely butcher it i remember the manga being very good and they made a movie out of it with like real people but i haven't seen it but homeboy gets picked the second choice and i nothing has ever made me more happy because i always root for the guy who's not gonna get the girl yeah i don't why do why do people do that? Like, why do directors do that? Yeah. I feel like I should look into it. <laughs> we just went on a whole tangent about yeah. like love interests. Oh, speaking of Josh, oh my God, King. He wasn't in the oh, <laughs> he wasn't in the book. Yeah, or he wasn't in the movie. I mean, I have right? a lot of feelings about Josh. Like in the first movie, he actually kisses LJ, and I feel like that their friendship was more played out again. Like, I feel like the movies, I've talked to Annika about this before, but I feel like the movies make it very clear that there's only Laura Jean and Peter. There will never be anyone else for her. And to an extent, the books do that. Mm. But at the same time, they, like, offer her a taste of, like, what dating someone else would be like. And I feel like that's a little bit more realistic almost. And Josh wasn't even in the second movie. Like, in the second book, he's kind of just, like, out there. He has a new girlfriend, but they're not, like, he's not super close with Laura Jean anymore, but at least he exists. Like, in the movie, they were just, like, Josh? Josh who? Josh, who's Josh? Yeah, it was super weird because I feel like it's very uncharacteristic for him to just like not care about her family and just like dip. Mm-hmm. I got that, and maybe it might have had to do with the actor because wasn't there like a whole thing that happened after the first movie? Yeah, some like controversy about yeah. like what he said. Not really sure. What not exactly sure either. Not really was... in the loop, but <laughs> apparently something happened, and maybe that could be the reason why he wasn't in the second. Yeah, potentially. Or they just, like, didn't want to pay him to, like, have, like, two days. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there was that whole thing where they switched John Ambrose's um, actor. Oh, yeah. Him. That was a little problematic. Like, I really like the actor that they had. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Jordan Fisher. Yeah. Um, Jordan Fisher. Yeah. We love him. But that was a little, like, continuity issue for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just shouldn't have made him show up at the end of the first one. Yeah. 
but that was really fine. awkward. And the flashback too, when she was like thinking about who she wrote the letters to. This yeah, like, yeah, white yeah, boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh, the second movie was set. Yeah. Just kidding. No, okay. He has a twin. Yeah, <laughs> yes, a name twin. <laughs> okay, and I guess that's pretty much all we had to say about the movie. But um, a little note that I have is, I think you know even with all like the flaws that the second movie does have i'm glad that it was still made because mm-hmm. in as a whole it shows that audiences want to see asian leads yeah for sure like. or or even that having an asian lead won't detract yeah, from yeah. how many like how much money you'll make off of it or how many views it gets or whatever mm-hmm. so that's exciting and i'm so excited for the second crazy rich asians i'm not sure when it's going to come out but I know that they're planning on making a second one, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited. Isn't it a book excited. series? Wasn't yeah, it it's a book series s- of like three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's like China Rich Girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. Like the book was called, but I'm so excited. I remember when like those two movies came out, the To All the Boys and Crazy Rich Asians. Everyone was like, <gasps> Yeah, everyone was so excited, including me. Dude, I was so excited. I was like, Oh my god, I'm buying these oh movies. <laughs> I'm buying Crazy Rich Asians. But yeah, um. I was talking to an alum I met for dinner mm-hmm. about the To All the Boys movie, and she said that she g- basically grew up with the books. So I think she was 17 when the, she read the books, mm-hmm. or like when they came out, or yeah. so- something like that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure when the books came out, but um, she was saying how it was really cool that she saw a character who was a main character, and she was like half white and half Asian. Mm-hmm. because she's half white and half yeah, Asian. representation. So like, yeah, like, you really do see yourself in characters, and mm-hmm. that's what I really love about fiction, is that you could yeah. make, like, a whole world, and, oh, that's why I love Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Even <laughs> if you don't necessarily, like, relate to the character on, like, a racial level, you can relate mm-hmm. to them, like, as a person. Yeah. Like, for me, I, like, oh, there's that really cheesy quote where he's like, Laura Jean like, you will fall in love with everyone you meet a little bit, or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like I have a lot of love to give people. You do. You're a very Thank lovely you. person. Gosh. And, oh my gosh, side note, I'm, like, going on such a spiel, a spiel, but Mulan is coming out. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. My mom is coming for spring break, hopefully, and we're gonna see it together for my birthday. And I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> like, I have feelings about it, but then I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see that. Yeah, I like that it's based on the ballad more than you know, mm-hmm. the animated movie. It's like two yeah. different takes on it. But, yeah. Okay, that, that's it. That's, that's our it. Movie. <laughs> that's our spiel. That's our movie segment. But, yeah. Okay, so. Whew. Strap in. No. <laughs> We're going to talk about a more serious topic. Um, and that is the coronavirus that's mm-hmm. been going around. Started in... China. Wuhan? Wuhan, yeah. Damn. Look at me being the host and I like forgot the name. It's okay. (laughs) But yeah, so I think it's a very valid reason to be scared of it Mm -hmm. because it's a new thing. Yeah. It's like spread and they don't have vaccines, cures. Yeah. But I feel like it is a really bad thing when people do use it as an excuse to be racist. Yeah, or xenophobic. Mm-hmm. For me, I do think that the media definitely blew it out of proportion. Because, like, is it an issue and is it scary? Well, yes. But when every single news reporter is like, oh my gosh, we're going to all die from coronavirus, I think that's really misleading. Because 
as long as you're fairly young and reasonably healthy, like, you'll just be quarantined for a while and you'll be fine. Like, if you have a regular immune system, like, the ones who are dying are people who have a ton of exposure to it mm-hmm. or, like, old people, which is really sad still. But I feel like a lot of people who are worrying about it don't need to be as worried because news reports do make it look more what? scary than it is. But, it like, it's yeah. definitely an issue. I'm not trying to... So try to downgrade yeah, for sure, how serious it, it actually is, but I think some people do kind of get carried away with it because mm-hmm. I've heard of stories where like um there's you just if you're Asian you cough, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just you have like something, you're just sick, yeah. like regular sickness. Yeah, I got a cold. But like people would kind of look at you weird yeah. because of the whole coronavirus mm-hmm. that's spreading and they're just like, ew, like <laughs> don't yeah. get close. Like it's I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's general generalization oh, yeah. of one race and people who just look Asian. Yeah, it's like white people go to China too. Like I haven't been to Asia in like since I was a baby, you know? Mm. So it just feels ridiculous. I don't know. I wouldn't expect an Asian person to be more likely to have it than anyone else of any other race. Like I I think it supports the generalization that all people are all Asian people are Chinese yeah. and all Asian people are sick or like dangerous. Yeah, I get that. No, and I feel like I don't know, like I thought we were doing so well with mm-hmm. progression and <laughs> like not just generalizing people and stereotyping them, but I feel like the rise of the coronavirus is just bringing to light that there are still people out there who are willing to just disregard Asians, if that makes sense. No, that makes complete sense. We found a couple um, specific examples from our memory. Mm -hmm. We wrote them down. Um, There was one where uh, a guy in Chinatown in Sydney, Australia, um, collapsed outside. It says a 60-year-old man collapsed outside a restaurant on Tuesday night, and uh, people wouldn't give him CPR because he was Chinese, so he died. And that's, like, really awful, you know? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Even if he was Chinese, mm-hmm. I feel, okay, like, yeah, maybe you were scared of catching something, I don't, like, mm-hmm. but he was having a heart attack. Yeah. And it just boggles me that no one helped him. Yeah. You know what's silly to me is that if he had the coronavirus, hypothetically, everyone in that restaurant would already probably have it, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, even if he did have it, like, you're already gonna have the coronavirus, why not save a man's life? He's literally having a heart attack. Yeah. And I just feel like you should still help people. Yeah. Like, like he literally died, you know? He died because people were scared to help yeah, him. Yeah, people were ignorant, and they let that make them afraid of saving someone's life, mm-hmm. which is embarrassing, honestly. Like, I'm embarrassed for them. Embarrassed to be human. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like sometimes. Embarrassed, embarrassed to be this species. Yeah. <laughs> Homo sapiens, no. <laughs> yeah, and there was another another incident where um, Airbnb, right? Yeah. The girl, I think she was Taiwanese. Uh, maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, she was Taiwanese. She's Taiwanese. She was a Taiwanese in student in London, and she was going to check into an Airbnb. But then they rejected her because they thought she was, like, contaminated or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that seems so scary because, like, you don't have your phone, cellular data, so you have to go find Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to figure out what's going on. That must have been so terrifying, stressful, and expensive I know. for her. And, and it's, like, 
you were all set on like probably relaxing and just mm-hmm. lying down like after a 13 hour flight it says she had to deal with that because they canceled on her way there i hope she's okay like yeah. I, i'm sure she's fine now but it's it's just the fact that they're like oh no because you're asian we're gonna not give you your room that you booked yeah that you pre-booked that you paid for and we're gonna put you in a really stressful and unsafe situation just because we had preconceived notions of having an asian guest in our home I can't deal with ignorant people. Yeah, and it's not just happening in other countries. Like, it's literally happening in the United States. Like, at UC Berkeley, they sent out, I guess it was, like, a pamphlet-type thing. Mm -hmm. I think it was, like, a Instagram post or something. Yeah, it was, like, an Instagram post. But basically, they claimed that feeling xenophobic is a normal response to the coronavirus. Yeah, they had, like, a list of things that are normal or something like that. Yeah, it was like that. A list of like normal reactions they're like fear and then they were like xenophobia and we were like is it though is it a normal reaction and they deleted the post i'm pretty sure because they got a lot of them um, bad negative attention from that stunt but mm. it's embarrassing because we're all like oh these other countries have these bad things happening but it's happening in the u.s too like yeah. right in california and that sucks because i've always thought california was such a diverse place yeah Right? Like, probably one of the most diverse states, I feel like. Yeah, because it's so big. West Coast, best coast. <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> no, but it's like, oh, why? Why would you post that? I know. It's like, as administrative people, how are you going to tell your students that discrimination and, like, having negative opinions about Asian people just because of something that is out of their control and not directly related to them is a normal response? Like, that baffles me. It does. Like, why would you put that out there? It was, like, on a UC Berkeley, like, direct account, like, verified everything, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's funny because the list kind of starts out, like, oh, things, common reactions, yeah. anxiety, you know, yeah. worry, panic, feeling helplessness, social withdrawal, and then all of a sudden, all the way at the bottom, it's, like, being xenophobic. <laughs> and I'm just like, Ugh. Where did that come from? We... Oh, it was on Twitter. Yeah, someone, like, oh. posted a screenshot of the Instagram post on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good thing that people spoke out about it, though. Because mm-hmm. they were like, what the... Yeah. Oh, I can't swear. What the fudge? Back in middle school, yeah. I can't swear. What the heck, dude? <laughs> what the heck? This... What's that line? Oh, my like, God. That hurt like a butt cheek on a stick. stick. <laughs> no, it's just... I totally get the fear because it is stressful and I know it, the US we're such like a big area mm-hmm. especially just North America as a whole that we think that it won't affect us and we get really scared when there are like two cases and like that is reasonable but it's not reasonable to generalize an entire group of people just because of one virus like how do you think the Native Americans felt when all the Europeans came over and they were like smallpox <laughs> like <laughs> No, and I think I, um, I've i seen on Instagram, too, where people are saying that the Chinese population deserves to get... Yeah, because they, like, eat bats or something. Did you see that whole thing? Someone yeah, made bat soup, from- and they're like, this is why you get coronavirus from eating dirty food like this. Mm-hmm. Or they would blame it on the innocent civilians, like, because there was that whole thing with the concentration camp. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you can't... Ugh. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated thinking about it. It's like... You can't just say that a whole race of people deserve something. Not even one race, like all Asians. Yeah. Like, I'm like, literally not even Chinese. Like, even if I was, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it's just it's just very disheartening yeah because I'm on Instagram too much and I see a lot of things like especially on my explore page Mm -hmm. and I just feel like we need to do better yeah it's it's embarrassing honestly like how people reveal like their true colors as soon as something slightly scary happens Mm -hmm. I wonder can you imagine if we were to like undergo a zombie apocalypse I know I don't want to, okay, no, I don't want to see that happen, but, like... <laughs> kind of curious, though. Kind of curious to see how people would act in situations where it's, like, life and death. Yeah. Like, that really shows what kind of person you are, I feel like, it's when, like, when something scary happens. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, as people, we have a responsibility to help others. Mm-hmm. And, like, with global warming and everything that's going on, oh like, God. we're Climate gonna change. die. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna die soon... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, unless... No, I'm just kidding. But I think in all seriousness, we just need to be more kind to others. And we can't, like, the innocent man that died in Chinatown, that could have been... That was preventable. Yeah, that could have been preventable if someone could have just stepped up and helped him, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And even if he did, unfortunately, pass away, like, knowing that you did all you could to, like, revive him, Mm -hmm. I think would be meaningful and speak for itself. If you're a bystander, I feel like you're just as guilty Mm -hmm. as if you were, like, causing the heart attack. Yeah. So, yeah, that, those are our thoughts about the whole situation that's going yeah, on right now. Unfortunate stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just a sigh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one sigh for humanity, no. But there are still good people out there, mm-hmm. you know. It's just you always hear about the bad. You always hear so about it the bad. sticks out more. Mm-hmm. But there is hope. I believe that there's hope for humanity. I feel like this is so deep. So depressing. So serious. I'm sorry. So sad and so depressing. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. No, okay. So that is about all we have for today's episode, but before we end, we're going to play one more song. Um thank you Kyla for being here today. Oh gosh, I really you so appreciate you coming. Me. I was so excited to have you on. Like I'm not even kidding. I was excited. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, so if um you want to follow my instagram to stay updated on things like my podcast and stuff i'll try to upload this episode like hopefully sometimes sometime this weekend but we will see because i have a lot of stuff that i have to do but yeah follow at represents asian show on instagram and you can follow my personal too if you want it's at annika underscore jung Oh my gosh, you could follow me if you want, but only if you want to. Yes. It's at Franich. You'll probably, it'll pop up, like, all the chat. Yeah, I'm going to post <laughs> about mutuals. I'm going to post a post on my story. So we just wanted to say bye, and I want to say thank you again to Kyla. I love you my so gosh. much. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a good time. Maybe yeah, I'll be back course. sometime. Dude, yes. I'm so down for you to be back. Maybe you and Yana. We can have, like, a roommate. Oh my gosh. Episode. Spill the tea. <laughs> roommate edition. Yeah, but thank you again for coming. And my next show would be will be on Thursday the twelfth. So mm-hmm. if of March, yes, of okay. March. So if you're interested, um, if you were interested in today's episode, I hope you tune in again next next week. And yeah, hopefully at four p.m. at four p.m. PST Pacific Standard Time. And yeah, so thank you again, and have a good. <laughs> Shoulder touch. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day, guys. Bye. Thank you.